0: Welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. Today we have my good friend Daniel Franco of Burnt Timber Outfitters out of Heber, Arizona, based right in the heart of 3C. Daniel, how are you doing? Great. How are you doing, Jay? Good. I kind of had to take a breath mid-sentence there. I was running out of air. <laughs> yeah. That's that's surprising. You're always full of hot air, so I'm surprised. My wife, my wife would <laughs> totally agree with you on that. Yeah. Um, all right buddy here we are uh we're at the beginning of january it's actually december 31st the arizona uh elk and antelope regulations have just come out and i believe we've got a deadline of february 12th something like that it's the second tuesday in uh, february coming up and i want to go over the units that you guys like to hunt um they're you know, obviously with your bread and butter being right there in the backyard where you're born and raised in Unit 3C. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, before we get into that, um, let's do a little recap on where are we at as far as uh, moisture in the fall, moisture throughout the hunting seasons, you know, what have you been getting recently, you know, above average, below average, right at average, Um, what do we know right now?
1: uh i would say you know coming into this year it was one of the driest that we've seen a uh, horrible horrible dry summer um and of course we uh we saw the effects of that this year this last fall you know, in the antlers um we did start to get some really good moisture uh this fall during uh you know september october um it did dry out there for a little bit um kind of between uh between october and november um and then uh since then we've actually had um a couple of different snowstorms nothing nothing huge yet nothing that we would like to see um but definitely putting some some moisture into the ground uh it's actually snowing right now as we speak uh really good um they're calling for for about six inches of snow so hopefully hopefully we get that uh that will definitely help so i would say right now we're we're kind of on tap for about average. Um, I think our, our earlier fall moisture was a little bit above average. We had quite a few good uh, rainstorms uh, there. We had a pretty good snow in October. Um, right there at the uh, start of the late elk first of December, we had another snow and a couple other small ones. So I, I would say um, probably right on uh, right on tap for about average.
0: Okay, sounds good. For those people out there listening that uh, haven't heard you on the podcast before, or don't follow you on Instagram, why don't you give me a thirty thousand foot kind of um, elevation view of uh, a little background on yourself and a little bit, you know, about about Burnt Timber Outfitters, and then we'll kind of dive into the specific units. Uh, not a whole lot to say, really.
1: Um, I'll agree just, with that. Uh, <laughs> just a local, uh, local Heber boy, born and raised, um, grew up in the sticks and still live in the sticks, and uh, love every minute of it. Wouldn't trade it for the world. Um, been uh, been hunting uh, unit three C and four B since I was oh shoot probably thirteen or fourteen. Um, uh, went. Uh, been pretty successful um kind of cut my teeth on on uh mule deer because we really didn't have a whole lot of elk back then but uh that quickly quickly changed to elk and uh kind of back and forth um as the as the populations you know either increased or decreased um here about oh, 2008 i think eight nine somewhere in there um Myself and my partner Mike Hancock started up a uh, burnt timber outfitter. Prior to that, we were actually guiding for this uh, tall, skinny guy out of Scottsdale. Uh, I think his name was Jay Scott or something like that. Can't remember off the top of my head, but uh, started yeah, I uh, got guiding. I was his... getting
0: letters that were saying, "Look with the cat drug in." <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I tease Daniel because he's one of my best friends. Um, guys, you're listening to someone that's absolutely knows what he's talking about that's why we have him on the podcast but he's also a good friend and uh, he does phenomenally well him and his, all of the guys that that he works with um daniel uh i call him big buck if you actually look on my phone it says daniel big buck franco among other <laughs> things but um, was that was that big buck or butt well it's probably both. It just depends on the day you catch me. But um, Daniel is uh, a great hunter. Daniel shot a giant buck down in Mexico, and he shot some big mule deer, um, shot a great buck on the strip. One of the cool things about Daniel's buck on the strip is um, pretty neat. Hunt with the, our other friend, Brett Bundy, up there. Um, the buck that Daniel actually shot, when he shot the buck, it was actually rolling and caught caught. Uh, I believe trail cam video of the buck, of Daniel's buck getting shot, uh, which is so unique. He was up on a point and the buck just happened to circle back to a trick tank that he'd hit a couple weeks before. And Daniel was glassing and ended up, it's a really cool sequence. But uh, Daniel and I have been running around uh, with Mikey and Dar and, and his whole crew for a long time, doing a lot of turkey hunting and chasing elk and I've been fortunate when I didn't have a hunter or uh, what have you to go up and do some filming and videoing for um, Daniel and Mike, and so we go way back. Um, sorry to cut you off, but, um, yeah, no Daniel's born and raised, and uh, when Daniel speaks, it's, it's wise if you listen. Uh, so the general consensus is last year and across the board, it was kind of a it was it was a crappy year correct i mean elk just <laughs> you know uh, let's let's not beat around the bush it was wrong.
1: It, it it was horrible it was horrible i'll, I'll be honest in in the 30 something years i've been chasing elk uh, it was the worst year i've seen for for droughted antlers especially in 4b uh some of those units that uh kind of don't have that reprieve from you know the higher country the reservation or whatnot um uh that a lot of that lower country was just i mean absolutely uh, hammered by by the drought and it it definitely showed in antler growth so uh yeah pretty pretty tough year pretty pathetic year um bad year to draw a tag good year to turn a tag back um yeah just just tough in general
0: so you know if you're sitting on points right now you're a resident or you're non-resident you're trying to figure out what you're doing and let's say that 3c you know uh 4B unit 1 unit 23 those are all units you like let's say that you know those are on your radar and you're kind of looking um you know coming off of a rough year like what we've had what is your mindset or what what do people need to be thinking about going into this year do you, I mean Uh, what are the positives, what are the negatives, like, what are you thinking, are you thinking that potentially holdover bulls, because a bunch of bulls, you know, better bulls probably didn't get harvested, what, what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, absolutely, I mean, it's, you know, coming off of last year, um, I know a lot of guys that didn't fill their tags, just because they didn't see the, uh, the quality of, uh, of bull that they wanted to kill, um, so there's, I think there's going to be a lot of carryover bulls from last year that, you know, were, you know, say 320 type bulls last year, um, that just didn't have the nutrition, didn't have the antler growth. So this year, those bulls are, are going to be what they potentially should have been last year, you know, plus uh, another year of age on them, another, uh, you know, uh, some, some better moisture, some better, some better feed. You know, the crazy thing is we, we've got tons of feed. Um, and there's a lot of feed in, in you know unit one and three C and three B and, and four B. Uh, it, it's just not holding the nutrients. Um, it doesn't have that nutrition that they need to, to really boost that antler growth. So um, you know, with, so with, with this moisture that we're getting, you know, hopefully if the stars align, um, the feed does start to hold some nutrition and and that you know in turn transfer, uh, transfers into antler growth. Um, then yeah, I can I can see uh, next year actually being a pretty good year. So or, or this coming year. So um, that's kind of what my anticipation is uh, going into it. That's that's what I foresee, and that's that's kind of what I'm expecting uh, going into this year. Is that, you know with with the moisture and the uh, antler growth? I think it should be a good year.
0: Daniel, when you're talking to hunters, um, you know what is your strategy as far as when you're talking to hunters? Do you have them put in and just you know? Uh, basically when you talk to someone, say, from out of state, and you say, okay, yeah, put in for this or that, or I mean, or are you still kind of reluctant and say, hey, listen, let's let's talk now, but then let's double back, you know, maybe a week before the draw, maybe, you know, first week in February, and let's just, you know, see if, uh, you know, big rains, big snows have come, let's see if maybe no snows have come. Um, I mean, how how do you handle talking with hunters and if you hear what's going on outside right now, I don't know if you can hear, but it's raining so hard that I can't even believe I'm, I can even hold a conversation. It's raining so hard out right now, but um, h- how do you handle that? I mean, normally on great years, you just say, yeah, you know, January 4th, you talk to a hunter, say, put in, that's what I want you to do. Is there a part of you that's like kind of hold back and let's, let's just double check like the first week in February and then let's, let's decide from there. Yeah, I, I do. I like to, I've already talked to quite a few guys this year.
1: Um, we actually had quite a few archery clients last year that turned their tags back in. Um, and I've kind of told, you know, everybody the same thing as hey, let's you know, it, it, it's looking good so far, but I'm not going to tell you to go ahead and apply yet until, you know, until we absolutely have to. So, yeah, a lot, a lot of guys I've already told, well, let's talk mid mid to end of January, first part of February, let's see exactly what kind of moisture we get and where we're at and to see if we're on track if we're below average if we're above average you know the 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 good thing uh, about the whole point guard system is it does allow you to turn you know a tag back on a on a bad year Uh, however once you've done that the very next year if you decide to apply you have to use that tag there's no turning it back so you know that plays that plays a part into it so yeah i i personally i like to I like to hold out until the very end. I mean, I personally do not apply for for my tags or or you know clients and stuff. I'll tell them you know let's wait until you know two three days before the deadline to to get applied. That way we yeah. we know where we're at, kind of what what we've gotten, and then that gives us a little better expectation on what we can expect. So.
0: Good stuff. Okay, let's dive into the regs, and it uh, looks like we've got an archery season, the 13th through the 26th, I believe, and I don't know if you know, but we also have a full moon on the 14th. Um, just talking in general between the archery hunts you like, with that full moon basically being on opening weekend, what are you already thinking in your mind as far as, you know, first... Three, four, five days of the archery season, or do you think that it matters at all? I do. The full, we, we always see um,
1: some slow days, uh, specifically slow mornings uh, when when we're uh, faced with a full moon during that uh, during the rut of the elk hunt. Um, you know, the fourteenth is is typically for us around here in in you know three season unit one. Um, they're they're just kind of really starting to get going. Um, I think the, I think I've said this before on here too. I think the earliest I've ever seen a cow get bred was September thirteenth, um, with the vast majority of them being there between like the eighteenth to twenty second. Um, so with that full moon being on the fourteenth, um, it it's going to affect it. Um, but I would much rather have that full moon at the beginning of the season. Than I would right in the middle of the season, where you've got you know building up of a full moon the whole first week, full through the middle, and then the tailing off of the full towards the inch where you're you're yeah. constantly fighting it. Uh, at least this way, you're you 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 deal with it kind of at the beginning of the hunt, when it's still kind of ramping up, and you're starting to get rid of it sooner in the hunt, not having to deal with it quite as much. So um, yeah, I mean that you makes
0: know. sense. Um, go ahead.
1: Well, I just, so you know that way it doesn't. That way you're not fighting it the entire season. So uh, I can I can deal with the fourteenth. Uh, still a little early, you know. With with uh, since we're talking about the regs and, and the archery hunt um, this year, they did uh, do their uh, I don't even know what you want to call it. Their their game and fish <laughs> their game and fish thing. Uh, they've actually
0: they've rotated
1: the. Uh, Are you, do you
0: need to be beep? <laughs> well I just heard a beep. I'm not sure if that was Do we need some censure do, do we need some beeping censorship here? Uh, no, um, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> you're talking about this firearms hunt that's gonna go in front of the archery hunt, right? Yes, yes. And and they've done
1: it in previous units. They started it in nine, they've they've rotated it around to twenty seven. Uh and now this year we get the privilege of dealing with it here in three eighty three C. Uh, where the early rifle hunt uh, is going to start on September 13th and go through the 19th, uh, and then the two-week archery hunt will start on the 20th and run through, uh, I believe it's October 3rd. So, um, you know, I'll be honest, I don't get it. Uh, I don't necessarily, I I just don't agree with it, Um, but it is what it is. You know, we'll, we'll deal with it, and we'll move on, and it is what it is, so... Is it muzzleloader
0: um, or early rifle?
1: It, it is early rifle. Okay. Uh, the so, motor for region one uh, rotated to twenty-seven this year. So, so both both unit one and three A three C will be early rifle this year.
0: Okay. So starting on the, what is it? The thirteenth.
1: Thirteenth. Yep.
0: The early rifle hunt and there's forty tags. Normally. Uh, 25. Excuse me, twenty-five. Normally. Yep, 25 uh, 3C early rifle is actually a really good hunt. And I think it sometimes gets left behind and you guys have been able to shoot some phenomenal bulls. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm looking at it thinking, golly, full moon, 3C, it's not necessarily like the best glassing unit at all. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there's some people that think, Oh, it's going to be a slam dunk hunt. I think for those of you like Daniel that know it really well, I think it could be a very very good hunt, but I could also see it being a little bit slow. Um yes. although yeah, with I, a rifle in the burn, you don't necessarily need them going absolutely bananas, you just need them going enough that you can get on them where right. with an, with an archery hunt it can it can feel like it's really slow because you know they're not necessarily really coming to calls as much per se and maybe they're just not bugling as much, but you know there is some visibility in 3C, so, I mean, what do you think? Do you think, honestly, do you think you can kill as good a bull with an early rifle client this year as you can on a normal year? You know, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Um,
1: I think it's going to be a little – I agree with you. I think it's going to be a little bit slow um, just because, the, like I said, the rut's just going to be starting to kind of ramp up. Um, you know, they're, they're going to be talking, but they're really not going to be – you know, rutting and and doing what they typically are later in the in the month of September. Uh, so I think it could start out a little slow. Um, and you know, the the flip side to that is, and we see it year after year, where people draw these early rifle bull tags. So there's there's 25 tags in three C, and the first day there might be a bull or two killed, and then after that, people start to almost panic and think, oh, shoot, I'm 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 running out of days. And now they just start shooting bulls and they're, you know, and they're shooting, you know, solid bulls, um, you know, 330, 340, 320 or whatever the case might be. Uh, They, but they just start shooting bulls because they almost feel like they're, they're running out of time. Um, So, you know, with that, with that said, you know, I think it could be a little bit of a slow start to that early rifle hunt. Um, You know, one of our, one of our biggest, successes in that early rifle hunt is a lot of times during the archery hunt while we're you know either scouting or during that archery hunt we will find bulls that typically we go back in and and you know can't get killed on the archery hunt and we'll go in and target them on that early rifle hunt and get them killed so um it's going to definitely be a little bit of a challenge to to start out with you know your typically our our, our bulls don't start showing up until the first part of september Uh, and don't start talking until that first week. So, you know, there's going to be about a good solid week of scouting, uh, before the start of that early rifle hunt. And then, you know, that's only going to be a week long hunt. It should get better as time goes by. Uh, you know, we are going to be fighting that full moon, so that is going to make it tough. Um, but then, you know, typically I would say towards the end of that hunt is going to be the better part of that hunt. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of people, like I said, start to panic and, and don't want to you know, wait till the last couple of days. They want to to try to kill those, those first couple of days rather than wait towards the last couple of days. So uh, it's going to be whereas, interesting
0: to see how that plays out this year. Yeah, whereas this year with the rifle hunt, every day that goes bet by is going to be better, where sometimes on that early rifle hunt the first handful of days are good and then it slowly tapers off because the rut kind of peters out. Correct, I think correct. I think I think you make a great point that if you do draw this tag, like you, you need to know that the seventh day of the hunt is going to be your best day. Potentially, um, yes, absolutely. That's my that's my opinion. Um, you know, maybe the fifth, sixth, seventh, like the last three days will probably be, from a bugling standpoint, probably be better. Yeah. Um, yep. My question is, like, I remember that 385 bull that you shot yourself personally uh, in 3C with your bow and years ago, maybe 10 years ago. Uh, I remember you, I think you found that bull pretty early. I'm just trying to think of other big bulls. You guys have shot some giants, but my, my perception is a lot of times those big bulls don't really show up until kind of right towards the end, you know, into that second week of the archery hunt are you nervous at all that maybe some of those upper end you know 370 plus type bulls they might not have you know come across the res and is there any worry at all in that regard that that you know you, you know half of the big bulls might not even be there
1: you know there is um and it's funny you kind of bring that up because there's there's a bull that we've got some history with um that uh the very first time uh that we ever saw him was i think the last three or four days of the archery hunt and he would show up almost just in time for the early rifle hunt he would come in it would be a giant rut fest just crazy madness for a couple of days and then he would leave and where he was before that i have no idea where he went after that i'm assuming you know he makes a pretty quick trip back to the reservation but um anyways th- this bull and we've we've seen him oh shoot seems like it's always alternating years we saw him one year we didn't see him the next we saw him the next year um we actually had one of our early rifle clients um that uh that missed him at at 40 yards one year um and uh and we've kind of had some some trouble finding him since then but he was he was a bull that typically didn't didn't show up until right towards the end of that archery hunt so you know typically you know it's like any anything else mule deer coos deer whatever you know the as the rut's just starting to to get going it's always the little bulls that are making all the noise and running around and chasing the cows and and, you know when the big bulls are going hey they're not ready yet i'm gonna i'm gonna wait over here for a little bit longer and then they know when to come in and you know run the little bulls off and, and take the cows and find the one that's in heat and you know and off they go so Um, Yeah, that's a little bit of a concern, absolutely.
0: So we've talked about that early rifle hunt, 25 tags. Now let's talk about the archery hunt that now is going to go after the early rifle hunt. Um, Just, you know, my thoughts on it. Potentially, uh, you could just have some incredible bugling as long as the early rifle hunters don't jostle them and get them too off their game, which that's still left to be determined i'm curious what your thoughts from a just a bugling standpoint seems like those dates of the 19th let's see the 20th what will be the 20th through the third 20th through the third yep seems like just from historical you know i've hunted three C a lot it seems like the bugling should be off the chart as long as they don't get jostled what do you think i agree i think that first week of the archery hunt especially
1: with you know, the full moon being on the 14th, will be a week off of the full moon. Uh, we'll be working towards the new moon, which has got to be, shoot right there at the end of September. So, um, the bugling should be phenomenal. Um, my biggest concern about the 3C archery hunt this year uh, is going to be broken points. Um, you know, like I said, typically, it seems like our, our peak uh, in 3A, 3C, and, and even unit you know, one might be a few days earlier, but typically about that 18th through the 22nd uh tends to be our peak um, that's when we we you know tend to not see very very many broken points up up to that point and then after about the 22nd is when we start to really you know start seeing broken points um, on drought years broken beams you know missing entire horns depending on on uh, how dry it is and, and and what kind of moisture we've had so um, i think i think as far as bugling is, is concerned it's going to be great um, you know one of the one of the issues that we've kind of ran into in 3c is is this archery hunt always starts right when they're just starting to get bugling and, and do their thing and then your your 135 you know archery hunters show up and it kind of shuts things down just a little bit um, and then it takes a little little while for them to, to kind of get back going and doing their thing so with with there only being 25 early rifle hunters starting on the 13th shoot by the 20th they're going to be i mean just absolutely screaming so yeah um, that's that's one thing i'm looking forward to is not having a, a ton of pressure um and, and letting them get going letting them start doing their thing letting them start rutting and carrying on and acting like elk are supposed to act and then the archery hunters get to come in on the 20th and start hunting them right about in the, right in the peak of their
0: rut so yeah it should be should be good okay um, let's talk about while we're on it let's talk about the 3c the late archery hunt and then let's talk about the late rifle hunt since we're talking about 3c right now okay the late archery
1: hunt they have actually discontinued okay so that that hunt is gone which is perfectly fine with me uh, what they so because 3c is also um, they're, they're managing it for for an older age class of mule deer and um, because of that, they've kind of altered some of their things around. and uh, what we're actually trying to push with them and to get done is we're trying to have the, the mule deer hunt actually uh, in front of the general season cow hunt, which is used to be 365 tags. Well now they've actually split that cow hunt and a hundred and I want to say it's 150 of them are up front. They'll do that the week before. The, uh, the deer season starts and then uh, four days after the deer season ends, then they'll do an additional like 200 or 225. So we're, we're trying to get them to basically do that general cow hunt after the deer hunt because what happens is there's so many so much hunt pressure and, and so many people in the woods that it really stirs the deer up. Um, and we're losing bucks that we scout all summer long and into the fall because of that because of that general cow hunt. So in order to do that and bump those cow hunts back, uh, they've, they've had to do away with that archery, uh, archery late bull hunt. So, uh, that's why that hunt's gone. Uh, as far as the late elk hunt is concerned, uh, they still have that. They've, they've been increasing tags, uh, slowly but surely as, as they like to do. Um, and so now this year it's, it's the same as last year. There's 300 tags in the 3A3C late elk hunt. Um, that's and lot. that hunt, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot of people. Um, a lot of pressure. Um, you know, the the one good thing about 3C, I guess it's it's good and bad depending on how you look at it, um, is it does border the the Fort Apache Indian Reservation on the entire southern border, um, and a lot of those mature bulls, once the breeding once once the rut's over and the breeding is done, um, they head they head south across that fence onto the reservation, and that's where they spend their winter their spring their summer and then we don't see them again until you know until september 1st when they start to go back up to to start to rut so um it, it's a good thing because that's what helps keep uh our quality up in 3a3c as far as our early hunts are concerned uh the bad thing is on the late hunts uh, a lot of those mature bulls that were chasing in september uh aren't within 15 miles of of the unit by the time the late elk hunt rolls around so um, so that that makes it tough. you know the the quality definitely drops down the the number of elk uh, drops uh, substantially. so it's it, it's a tough hunt. Um, you know it's a hunt that uh, we've been fortunate on we've we've done pretty good um, even even last year with with uh, major drought conditions, uh, we still managed to kill uh, two pretty solid bulls. Um, so you know that was that was a plus for us we were we were pretty worried going into that hunt just because of everything that we had seen in, in, you know, September and October from drought. Uh, but we still managed to, to put a couple of mature bulls on the ground, so.
0: Okay, um, let's talk about uh, points. Uh, Gohan Insider hasn't updated their points yet for this year, and I'm anxious for them to do that. Um, let's talk about points uh, that you think it will take to draw at, for a non-resident for an archery tag. And as well as a resident, and then talk about uh, points uh, for that late uh,
1: elk hunt. Okay, so for the archery hunt, um, as a resident, uh, the, the max pool has been hovering um, right there in the upper end of 11. Uh, seems like there's always, every year, there's people with 11 points uh, that do get tags in the max pool, uh, but not all of them. So, so 12 is going to be your guaranteed draw. Uh, for a resident, uh, for the three C Uh for non-resident, uh, that number jumps clear up to eighteen. Um, there were uh, we actually had quite a few guys last year that applied um, with seventeen, and of the five that applied, three of them drew, and all three of them ended up turning their tags back. So that's going to bump that number now up to to uh, eighteen. Should be eighteen this year uh, if everything. So
0: in that. other words, if those kind same of people suit. apply. If those same people apply, you know, if someone's sitting on like 17, they got to realize that there's at least three people that that are with 18 now that are going to probably apply for the same hunt. Correct. Um, Correct. that. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, and, and you know it changes every year. That's you know the way the way that Arizona's done it now for the non-residents with with cutting their their 10 percent and a half to the max pool. Um, you know, only 50 percent of those tags going in the max pool uh that that fluctuates every year and changes every year and now throwing in the wild card of of the uh point guard and being able to turn your tag back in i mean that's just a wild card that that you know truthfully just can can change it you know year after year after year so uh that's kind of the wild card that that kind of changes that so there's it's really hard i mean prior to the prior to the point guard I mean, we could tell you every year, okay, how many points you got, you got 18, okay, you're guaranteed draw. You got, oh, you got 15, you're guaranteed draw. Now, with that point guard, you just, you know, unless you know how many people are turning their tags back in for that hunt, it's hard to know, you know, if that number's going to stay the same, if it's going to bump up, so.
0: Okay, now, uh, what about the early rifle numbers?
1: So, the early rifle is up to about 24. <laughs> so, she- it's, she- a, it's a 24 or 25. Last year, it went to um a guy with 24 points so um because there's only 25 tags they're only giving one of those tags uh in the max pool and that went to a, a non-resident with 24 so um as a resident you've still got to be up there about uh, about 19 to 20 uh to draw that in the in the max pool as a resident for the early rifle so definitely uh it, it keeps going up every year it seems like Every year, it just slowly starts bumping up a, a point here, point there. So, um, continues to continues to climb as as the points climb. All right, the late hunt. Uh, the late hunt is uh, for a resident a lot easier to draw. Um, it's taken about four points to be a guaranteed draw for the three C late. Uh, for a non-resident,
0: it's about eight. So if you want to be part of the 300, if you want to be with 299 <laughs> of your friends out there and their friends, that's the hunt for you.
1: That's the hunt, yep. If you want to endure cold winds and probably snow and 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 be lucky to find a, a non-broken
0: six-point, then yep, that's,
1: that's, that's the it. hunt for you.
0: <laughs> All right, let's talk yeah. about some of the other units that you like to hunt, and I'll just let you kind of dive into them. Well, I mean, obviously, you know,
1: 3C is the one that you know I live in. Mike lives uh, in 3C as well, so uh, it's it's the unit that we've spent the most time in. Um, The other unit that we that we love and that we guide in is Unit One. We've we've been in there, you know, I don't know, every year for I think as long as we've we've been guiding. So, Um, Unit One's a great unit. Um, You know, tons of elk, tons of country. it, it, Terrain-wise, it's it's a little uh, little rougher terrain than than three A three C is. Um, definitely has some uh, higher elevations and so, and some steeper country. It's it's got uh, more wilderness um, in it than than three A three C does, which which sometimes does allow you to get away from other hunters. The the biggest obstacle that that we find with unit one, especially on the archery hunt, is is the number of, of tags that they give out. Uh, they give out 300 uh, archery bull tags with an additional uh, I believe it's 75 archery cows. So there's about 375 uh, hunters at the same time, uh, you know chasing out, blowing cow calls, you know, just trying to trying to kill something. So uh, that makes it tough. It's a great unit. Uh, there's some great bulls, there's some giant bulls in that unit. Um, I've said this before, I, I think Unit 1 could be the best unit in the state as far as the archery hunt is concerned, uh, if they would cut the tags back, but that's probably never going to happen. Um, but a uh, great unit, we love it, uh, hunt, it hunt it a lot. Um, it's actually, the, the Unit 1 late bull hunt is actually uh, the better late hunt. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, Unit 1 and 27 are probably the two best late hunts in the state um they've like I said they've got a lot of elk they've they've got a lot of elk that that winter uh in the unit that don't go back to the reservation or don't have a you know, a sanctuary that they that they go back to that can't be hunted um so because of that you know you can you can find some of these bigger bulls that uh that tend to inhabit the unit during september during the rut and whatnot so um, it, it does require, you know, some more points, as, as you would expect. Uh, I think on the, uh, on the archery hunt, it runs about the same. Uh, I want to say 11 to 12 as a resident is a, is a guaranteed draw for the unit one archery. Uh, non-resident, it's, it's 16 to 17. Uh, and then on the late hunt, uh, it bumps up a little bit. It's about 6 as a resident and about 10 as a non-resident. So uh, definitely... Definitely takes a step up because it uh, is a a little little better late hunt and more more sought after. So uh, the other units that we hunt, uh, we hunt three B, uh, which is kind of located in between three A, three C, and unit one. Um, we actually had uh, had a couple of clients in there last year on the archery hunt, and then again on the uh, muzzleloader hunt, uh, and had some some really good success in there. Killed a. Killed a 350 bull with a with a 24 inch drop tine in there on the archery hunt, and uh, then killed another another bull that was right at 350 on the uh, on the muzzleloader hunt. So I uh, had some good success in there. Um, the other unit um, is uh, 4B, uh, which is one of those units that tends to kind of fly under the radar uh, as well as 3B. Uh, we hunted that as well last year. Um, like I said, you know earlier, just it was it was drought stricken uh antlers were were pathetic everything was droughted on the back end it was just it was tough it was tough to find anything with with any size on it so uh made it a made it a difficult hunt uh they didn't they didn't rut very good i think due uh in large part to the drought uh to the to the feed um so that made it made it a little bit of a tough hunt but we did uh did manage to see some bulls finally found a pretty good pocket of bulls and hunted them but uh we're Unfortunately, unable to connect uh, in that unit, but uh, we did did end up killing some bulls out of there a little later in October. So, and uh, that's about it. Uh, sometimes, you know, we'll we'll run down into 23 as well. Uh, it's almost one of those units that we don't even talk about, though, because it's almost impossible for residents and non-residents alike to draw. So, uh, just so few tags and and so sought after that it's not uh, unfortunately we don't get to spend as many years in there in a row as we we do these other units so but a great unit as well
0: yeah uh daniel i want to talk about antelope next but before we do that i want to shout out to our sponsors i want to thank gohunt.com uh cody nelson the glassing guru he's the optics authority he is the optics manager at gohunt.com gear shop It's a full line of optics, tripods, accessories that they sell there. You can call him at 702-847-8747, that's extension 2, or email him at optics at gohunt.com. I want to thank them for their sponsorship. I also want to remind you that the GoHunt Insider, they haven't released their draw odds uh, for Arizona yet, but they're going to any day now. And if you go to gohunt.com forward slash jscott, uh, you automatically get a $50 uh, uh, gift certificate if you sign up for an insider membership. And um, Daniel was going over the numbers. If you're looking at all of the western states, uh, they break down every state and give the most accurate draw odds. So go check them out. Uh, I also want to thank Kuu Ultralight Hunting. That's K-U-I-U dot com. That's the uh, gear that uh, I wear. Uh, whether it be my backpack, whether it be my sleeping bag, my tent, uh, all of the different uh, gear from head to toe that I wear. I want to thank KUU.com for their sponsorship. Uh, CanyonCoolers.com, if you use the JScott promo code, you're going to get a 10% discount on ca- all Canyon Coolers. Now, that's based right out of Flagstaff, Arizona. And then PhoneScope.com, use the J. Scott 18 promo code to get a 10% uh, discount on all orders and then on xmaps.com use the jscott 18 promo code to get a 20 percent discount off all orders um daniel let's bump into antelope unless you have anything to add on the elk and go over a couple of the antelope units that you like um you know the antelope units are are pretty i mean pretty
1: much the same as the elk units that we hunt except uh the only, other, the only other units that we, we spend a lot of time in um, that we don't actually elk hunt in is unit 4A. Um, all the other uh, units are pretty much the same, so 3A, 3C, which are actually broken separate for the antelope, uh, whereas on the elk hunt they combine them. So uh, units 3A, uh, 3C, 4B, 4A, uh, and then we have spent quite a bit of time in unit 5A and 5B as well. Um, those are those are pretty much the units that we we like to hunt. We have hunted Unit One as well. Um, it's it's got a lot of antelope. It's just really hard to uh, find a trophy uh, in that unit. Um, so those are the ones that we spend the most time in. Um, one of the exciting things this year that they did do is on the antelope on the rifle antelope hunt 4 uh, A. In my opinion, they have been uh, absolutely. Pillaging it uh, with with the tag numbers, uh, it went from 21 to 27 last year, and now this year they bumped it down to 15, which is which is huge. Um, I don't know that we'll see a direct effect of that this year. Uh, I do like the fact that it's only 15 uh, tags in that unit, but I think it might take a year or two. I know the quality has slipped uh, in that unit because of the amount of, of rifle tags that they've been offering in there. So. Um, but I am happy to see that they're that they're moving in the right direction there, so uh, that's positive. Um, uh, as far as the antelope, um, you know, they're they're a fun animal to hunt. They're, they're almost as hard to draw as sheep. I, I'm pretty sure there's a few desert sheep units that are actually easier to draw than trying to draw a rifle antelope tag. But uh, there's uh, you know a couple of units that we that we really like and spend a lot of time in is is 3A uh and and 4B those are those are the ones that we've uh kind of spent the most time in for antelope. Uh I had a client in 4B last year uh and we had a great hunt uh we we missed a, a really good buck unfortunately but uh, he he managed to take a, a good goat as well. And then uh Mike had the uh, opportunity to hunt with uh his brother-in-law in 3C last year and it's uh, it's kind of ironic he uh he told his brother-in-law to put in for 3a and his brother-in-law kind of you know i guess being kind of elk minded thought oh 3a 3c you know we we link those together so much because of the elk hunts he applied and he applied for 3c and drew a 3c tag instead of a 3a tag and and 3a is typically not known for the quality or, or not as good as 3a is so uh they they spent uh
0: quite a bit of time, you, they spent daniel just a go, second I think you said three a you meant three c is not known for the quality that three a is yes, c sorry. Is not yeah
1: okay. three yeah. c is not known for the quality as as good as three a is as far as antelope is concerned so anyways they uh they put in their time, they scouted it hard uh spent quite a few summer nights out looking at goats and uh you know had 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 pretty much looked over the entire unit and and decided okay this is our number one goat and about two weeks before the start of the hunt they uh they found a goat that uh just blew their minds (laughs) Uh, i can remember mike sending me some pictures going hey what do you think and i said i think you better get him killed at first light on friday morning (laughs) before somebody else does and he's like yeah he's pretty good and i said dude he's a giant what are you you need to go kill that goat. So uh, they went in there Friday morning, couldn't find him. Uh, hunted around that day, finally picked him up about three o'clock and got in and were able to able to get him killed. And uh, he's he hasn't been officially scored yet, um, but he was he was scored by a panel, I guess you could say, between uh, uh, Mike and and our, our taxidermist and, and another guy. But uh, they have him have him green scored right at eighty eight and four eight. So
0: wow not uh that's not a, typical for that unit <laughs> that's a heck of a buck man that's that's awesome
1: yeah he's a he's a great buck he's beautiful absolutely beautiful so so yeah that's uh you know like i said not not common for that unit but uh you know even a blind squirrel finds a nut every now and then and we'll take it so we're happy for pat he was able to to shoot it and uh he had actually just just lost his uh dad earlier this year so it was it was kind of a bittersweet thing to be able to to help him out there and and let him achieve that goal he had had uh had 24 points or 25 points going into it so you know it was it was nice to to see even on a on a little slip up maybe not getting the unit that we had wanted him to apply for he still still came out with a with the giant so awesome
0: awesome well buddy um it's always great talking to you. Uh, I'll give you a last second here to, to, um, if we, if we forgot anything or any last minute concluding thoughts you have, um, but I'm glad it's snowing up there. I'm glad you've gotten a few storms. Um, it's a lot better conversation than I think we were having last year, uh, Mm -hmm. around this time. And, um, let's hope that it keeps going, uh, throughout the next month. And, you know, with having to apply in February, you know, there's we really don't have any way to, to figure all the facts out with the moisture and what have you, but uh, at least it's not, I mean, it's not looking horrible. Uh, if anything, right. it's, it's average, and average in 3C and average in those units one and such that you like are usually pretty good, so um, right. yeah, again, we'll, I'll we'll give take- you the floor. I'll give you the floor to, um, have any last minute thoughts and then also make sure people know how they can reach out to you. Okay. Yeah. Like you said, I mean, we'll, we'll take average
1: any day, you know, these, these units up here along the Mogollon Rim and, and unit, uh, unit one and 23, you know, we, we tend to kind of are able to stay out of, of, of drought effect, especially in our antlers, just because of, you know, the reservation and, and, and live water and whatnot. So, you know even given an average year of moisture uh we tend to pull through it so yeah we'll we'll definitely even just take average at this point but uh yeah but you know the unfortunate part is you you put in in February and you have no idea what's going to happen you know through March, April, May, June, July uh which are the months that you know that matter most especially for especially for elk so um but uh we'll we'll take every bit we can get uh, it's always a pleasure talking with you um we can be reached on our, our website uh, burnttimberoutfitters.com um, I need to get on there and get it updated I mean, we've got a couple of years of pictures we haven't got on there but you uh, need to get that that up and going um, you can also follow us on Instagram uh, at burnttimberoutfitters um, also myself uh, and Mike also have uh, kind of personal Instagram accounts but we, we also post a lot of our hunting and, and guiding stuff on it uh, mine is Franco underscore BTO, uh, and Mike Hancock's is Mikey with two E's, M I K E E underscore BTO. Um, you can follow us on there. You can you can direct message us. Uh, our our emails and cell phone numbers are are on our website. You can contact us that way. Uh, feel free to give us a call if you got questions you want to talk out. We're all about talking elk hunting or antelope or wielder or whatever. So. Uh, feel free to give us a call we'd love to talk to you um like i said we've been talking to quite a few guys already this year so it's uh it's looking like it's going to be another good year in 2019
0: yeah buddy sounds great um always love chatting with you and uh look forward to i'll bet you're missing mexico this year you're not going to make it down i bet you're starting to drool are you starting to drool on yourself
1: oh, i'm having withdrawals yeah i'm not gonna lie yep i've already already been talking to the gang and uh looks like we're gonna shoot for the The rally so yep we're gonna rally the troops it's awfully
0: hard to be yourself when you go down and shoot 141 inch deer like where do you even start you just go like (laughs) i'm gonna start shooting archery i'm gonna go left-handed i'm gonna (laughs) i'm gonna shoot a you know single action revolver like i mean where do you even go shooters no, I I will be honest with you. I mean, as far as I'm concerned,
1: next January I will still shoot the first 110-inch buck I see. If I see 110 plus, I uh, he's going down whether it's the first day, whether it's the first minute. I mean, I'm I'm, dumb I'm not it, that huh? dumb. I'm not that dumb. Yeah. You're, I, you're I dumb, but not animals. that dumb yeah exactly (laughs) exactly love hunting them love love shooting them love spending you know time down there with the guys you know we end up we we kind of rally our our burnt timber boys all those guys that 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 guide with us and hunt with us and help us and uh, that's kind of our kind of our time to to relax and 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 do our own thing and and finally get a get a chance to pull the trigger after a, a year of you know hunting and guiding and whatnot so it's a good time
0: Right on, buddy. Well, God bless. It's always great to uh, tell all the girls hello up there, all your girls. Uh, and D- Daniel, for those of you who don't know, he's just surrounded by girls up there. He's, he's uh, got all girls. And so every once in a while, he, daddy just needs a little bit of alone time.
1: That, and and I, tell every, I tell everybody just from the beginning, that's why I hunt so much. <laughs> when you live in a when you live in an ocean of estrogen, you just gotta get out every now and then.
0: <laughs> right on buddy, take care. Um, I'll talk to you when I get back from Mexico, okay? Perfect.
1: Have a good one, Jay. All right, bye. All right, bye.